everybody, welcome to Busy Living Soba. Busy Living Soba. Busy Living Soba. It's episode 251. We're one day late. We're on Wednesday. Life's, we're just living in summer. And um, we did one recording and now my poor husband's having to do another recording with me because we were outside and it was so loud you couldn't even hear us talk. And what our topic was is like living life on life's terms and being in the moments and being in summer. We first started out talking about summer, what it's like with summer and having us be on a lackadaisical um, schedule, which we normally are anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of drinking around us and what we do. What do we do with that drinking around us? We don't drink. Well, what do we do when people are drinking around us? We don't drink. <laughs> Does it make you feel uncomfortable? No, I don't care. If I want to, if it makes you uncomfortable, I'll leave. Do you leave when you're uncomfortable? Yes, I do. I also leave when I'm bored, which generally happens way before I'm uncomfortable when people are drinking. You get bored? I get bored. How, what does that bored feel like? This feels like this is not interesting. I can't. I have nobody to talk to because everybody's buzzed. And so they tend to tell the same story over and over and over again. And it's just time for me to leave. So how do you excuse yourself? I'm very good at the Irish exit. (laughs) What's the Irish exit? I just leave. You just leave? Yeah, I'm not good on like long goodbyes or anything else. What about your wife? She never leaves. You want to leave, but you can't help yourself. I want to leave all the time, and then I don't. You can't help yourself. You just have to ask more questions. Crazy questions. Mm -hmm. Crazy, stupid questions I ask people. What do you do? And I want to talk about this because we got into this on our last recording. It was really amazing. So when we were talking about what it feels like to be in life and have an idea of how you want things to be. Mm-hmm. So you have this vision in your life of how you want life to be. Right. I want it to be this, this, and this. Will you talk about what that's like and what's changed with you and how you got to where you got to with I'll life try. in terms of being like, so for a long time, you wanted your life to look like, tell well, everybody. Here's the, the biggest change for me is that life Everything in life used to be a destination. Everything. Like everything was a checklist. It was complete this. It was do this. It was let's get something. This is where we're going. This is, everything was one. And once we get here, it's going to be great. Doesn't matter what it is. Everything was a destination in life. And uh, it's interesting when, when everything in your life is a destination. Yeah. So you're always working towards something. Yeah. You're never living in actual life. You know, you just can't because you're always focused on what's in what's ahead. You're not focused on where you are. <laughs> um, and then some some somewhere along the line, life stopped being a destination and it just became a journey, you know, which I think is like the spiritual path. And uh, so once it's, once life becomes a journey, then you can, for me anyway, then I could let go of all that other stuff. But, you know, I think it's normal. I mean, I used to, you know, you, you had started the other 
the other recording they were doing talking about judgment and um you know and i feel like uh i mean my judgment is that it like that's a human thing like humans want answers they don't want uncertainty this is my judgment you know they want to know like a lot of people would rather like i i'd rather have i'd rather know the worst answer than not know the answer like you know tell me i have cancer you know just so i know it's <laughs> which is crazy right you know but it's just the way people are and uh you know if you can get a higher power in your life and you can leave all that stuff up to the higher power it's just it's much easier and much better because we don't know what's good or what's bad no i don't have a clue i thought like i mean i thought when I ended up in A, I thought this is terrible. Like this is really bad. You know. But it but, wasn't. No. What did I know? And when you get to this place, it's very interesting. And I'm going to tell a little story really quick. And maybe you'll have a story to share with our listeners as well. Mm -hmm. But I was yesterday, I was sitting on the beach with a friend, and we're sitting there and we're on we're we've actually we're in the ocean kind of you know when you go and you put your chair in the ocean we were sitting at the edge of the ocean and tide was coming in so the, the waves were coming so there'd be one wave and it would be like just kind of whatever it's come in and then there'd be a big wave that would come in and be like take your breath away kind of but you my friend that i was sitting with was like the wave would come and she'd go oh <gasps> and then she'd be like ah! That's bad. That's bad. And I'd be like, wait a minute. Why is that bad? And I asked that. I point blank. Why was that bad? She goes, well, it was just, it was bad because it scared me. I'm like, that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that it scared you. It was uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And me, when I was in a situation when I were, if I've been in situations in my previous life, when I first got sober and I dated somebody who was a drinker and the person drank and the person wanted to go to the bar. And because I wanted to make that person happy, I went to the bar too. It was my own. I said, sure, I'll go to the bar. And I went and I, he would order his Budweiser and he'd be like, I want you to sit next to me and he would drink his Budweiser, I would get my Pellegrino and it felt uncomfortable. And I, at that point in my life, I'm like, well, he's bad because he drinks and I'm not bad because I don't drink. And he's bad because he expects me to sit here with him when it wasn't bad or good. It just wasn't comfortable for me. So me taking care of me was like, I have to remove myself from the situation. And I have to take myself away because I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to have to drink. I don't want to have to feel okay by drinking. I want to be able to take care of myself. So I get up and I leave. Now, is that bad or good? It doesn't have to have a label of bad or good. It was like, no, it was just me taking care of me. Got it. I have to excuse myself for five minutes. Okay. He has to Carry excuse us. So I'm going to keep going on our podcast today. It's interesting because I'm a day late. I had house guests. And um, when you have house guests, you can't go and say, excuse me, I've got to go do a podcast for half an hour. So I waited till today to get going. And we ended up doing a podcast that was outside today. 
and this cadence were so loud. I was like, none of my viewers are going to be able to listen to us because it's so loud. So here we came inside and JF has to work at the same time, but I wanted to get something out to you guys to listen to. And I think that we get, we go through life and we decide that we've got a bad relationship with alcohol. And we're like, what are we going to do now? If I don't drink, what am I going to do? Drinking is what everybody does. So how am I going to not feel bored? How am I not going to feel, how am I going to feel comfortable if I'm not fitting in with everybody else that's around me? And I think that it takes time to realize what you're going to do to take care of you and not be like, I'm going to focus on what the powers that be says that I'm supposed to do. I love that we've, I mean, in my life, at least I've always thought, well, I have to do, I have to do this. And Jeff would say to me, why do you have to do this? And I'm like, because you're supposed to do that. And he's like, well, who says you're supposed to do it? And I'm like, well, you know, the powers that be say that I'm supposed to do it. And he'd be like, it doesn't matter what the powers that be say, does it? And I'd be like, I guess you're right. No, it doesn't matter what the powers of be say. I have to take care of me. And having a breaking up with booze is tough. The one nice thing is, is that today in two and today being June 16th, 2021, you know, people are realizing that alcohol and breaking up with alcohol is okay. And there's not so much to be ashamed of anymore. I mean, I think that some of us get ashamed because we're like, I shouldn't be like this. I should be able to drink. But guess what? I get drink, I get drunk, I fall down and I don't like myself. And if that's how you are and you're out there and you're like, I don't, I drink, I fall down. I don't like myself. I wake up the next day. I look in the mirror. I can't believe I did it again. If you have those feelings, it's imperative that you take care of you, right? It's imperative that you take care of you. No one's going to take care of you, but you, I hate to say that. I mean, yes, your spouse, your friends, your loved ones, they're going to help take care of you, but you yourself is the only person who knows what you really need to make sure that you feel comfortable. It's like my friend sitting there. She's like, oh! And she's getting this face and this horrible thing. And I said, why don't you just let the way, you know, the wave is going to come, you know, it's not going to be comfortable or you can get up and move your chair. Her sister ironically came, sat down and was like one big wave came and she's like, I'm not doing this. I got up. She got up. She's like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to go sit up there where the waves aren't coming. Cause I don't find it comfortable. And so it was one bad, one good. I'm just saying it, giving you two examples of two different people, but the one just got up and left. The other one was like, all right, I'm going to sit here as much as this is uncomfortable. I'm going to sit with this feeling of uncomfortable. I'm going to sit with it and I'm just going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be uncomfortable and being uncomfortable is okay. Being uncomfortable is okay. Being uncomfortable is okay for a short period of time until you decide that you want to take into your own, you're like, I want to be comfortable. It's important for me to be comfortable in my skin. I'm at whatever age I am. And I've been, spent enough time being uncomfortable. I'd like to be comfortable. How do I get to comfort in my own skin? You know, and it takes a long time. At least it took me a long time to realize what made me comfortable and what I'm willing to do to get comfortable. You know, um, JF said that when he was at a party earlier, if he's around people that are a bunch of people that are drinking, he's like, I'm bored. I don't want to hear your stories anymore. I'm going to get up. I'm going to leave. I'm bored. I'm going to go make myself comfortable. If that means that I'm going to go home and watch TV, then that's what I'm going to do. But what do you do when you feel uncomfortable? Because I think if I mean, if I'm, if I'm sitting in a situation that I'm really uncomfortable in. So I want to talk about, I had to get 
I mean, one thing I had to learn how to do was be, I had to learn how to be comfortable in my own discomfort. So this is what I was taught, you know, um, as an addict alcoholic, as soon as I get comfortable, I'm going to meditate on it, right? Self-medicate. So that was early sobriety for me was, you know, a guy taught me that I needed to learn how to be comfortable in my own discomfort. And what he told me then was that, you know, when that happens, JF, like you need to, he, he used to see was very, he was very dramatic. You need to change or you're going to die. That's what he'd say. It's change or die, change or die. And, uh, you know, so if you're uncomfortable, you need to change JF. The circumstances, you, you, you are not going to change the circumstances. You need to change yourself. So I need to find a way to change myself when I'm sitting in my own discomfort. And what, how did you do that? Well, there's lots and lots of different ways that I can do it. Okay. So the simple answer is I'm at a bar. I can, I can move myself to another physical place. Solves my problem with that. Very simple, right? But, you know, when I'm in, if it's a problem where I'm in relationship with somebody and, and I'm, I'm feeling my discomfort, whatever that is, you know, then I need to, I, I have a program that I need to use to look at myself to see what am I going to do? You know, like you always tell people, bless them, change me. Like, what am I going to do to change me? So what do I need to do? You know, I need to, I need to pray or I need to talk to somebody, you know, I need to, I need to do what I need to do to find out what it is about me that I need to change. Cause I need to be, you know, if, if acceptance is the answer to all my problems, I need to understand that I can't change people. I can't change circumstances. I can only change JF. And, you know, so I can't medicate my way out of it anymore, which didn't do anything anyway. Right. And it just, it just, it, it solved the, uh, the symptoms, but it didn't fix the problems. So, you know, and that's what the whole, so what I've, what I've also learned is that, you know, being sober for a long time, most of the stuff that I talk about, it's like, I, I can't, I can't tell you, yes, do this and you'll be fine because now you haven't had a drink in 60 days. Um, cause it just takes time. You know, it, it all takes time. It's just a process that happens slowly over time. I remember when I came in when I finally decided, okay, I like this lifestyle. I'm going to, I'm going to have some commitment to AA. And I, there was this, you know, I met some guy that had 20 years of sobriety. I'm like, I want what he has, you know? And, uh, so I say, you know, how do I, how do I get what you have? And he says, well, you just, you know, you don't drink a day at a time for 20 years. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not what I meant. I mean, what can I read? What can I do? You know, what there's, what can I do? Like it, there was, so you learned something in that 20 years. So just tell me what the secret is. Cause I don't want to spend 20 years doing it. Right. I just, I want to do it now. I just want, I want what you have. And he's, you know, I couldn't understand that that's not how it works. It's just not how it works. You know, it all takes time and that's the beauty of it. You know, so I had to learn like for me, a, a lot of what I had to do was just sit in my own discomfort because I didn't have an answer. I couldn't change myself. And I just had to ride it out because, you know, one thing that they taught me was this too shall pass. And it's true. You know, 
I may be very uncomfortable. It's going to pass. Whether I do anything or not, it will pass. And that's hard for an alcoholic. Maybe it's hard for, a, 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 I think it's probably hard for anybody, but you just have, sometimes you just have to ride it out. Sometimes you have to grit your teeth and just ride it out. And what was it like for you? Because I know you dated, and I think you were actually married to somebody who was drinking a lot when you were married to them. And how did you manage that? And if somebody's listening and they're like, I really want to quit drinking. I really want to quit drinking. But my spouse is drinking and that's what we do together. And I know that I need to quit, but he's definitely, or she's definitely not going to quit. Mm -hmm. So how do I do my life with this? And it's uncomfortable because I want to quit and they don't want to. How do you do that? Well, and I know you've experienced that yourself, haven't you? Well, I was, you know, I've been married a couple of times and, uh, you know, I mean, the, in the first marriage, I did quit and, uh, and she didn't, but that was really neither here nor there to me at the time, you know, because I was just early in sobriety and there was a lot going on and she didn't want to be married anyway. So, you know, that's how it ended up. It was okay. And the second time around, it was somebody who relapsed. And so I wasn't in those circumstances where I wanted to quit. I already had stopped drinking. So had she, I was just was with somebody that was in a relapse who decided that they, in their relapse, like they, that they, they didn't want to quit anymore. Like they, they wanted to, to drink and, and do what they wanted to do. And, uh, and I had to, uh, so I, you know, then I had to go, now we're going to talk about Alana. Right, because I couldn't change this person, I couldn't control this person, um, and I didn't cause the problems that this person had, and because uh, I'm just I'm not God, and uh, but it you know I had to I had to do a lot of work to learn that and be able to let this person go to say okay you need to do what you need to do, good luck and God bless, and uh, I need to do what I need to do, and that was uncomfortable. It was really hard. It was very difficult. It was not easy. Like, you know, you've said it many times that you say the hardest thing for you to do is let go. And, you know, the fact of the matter is like the older you get, the easier it becomes to let go. But I wasn't very old then, I, I, you know, and it was hard. It was very hard to let go because I had to let go of when I let go of that, I had to let go of this whole plan that I had for my entire life. You know, what was your plan for your whole, whole life? The whole picture. The whole picture. The whole picture. And, uh, but it was good because that's the thing that finally, you know, that finally uh, got me to the realization that life is not a destination, that it, that it is a journey. And that this, this picture idea that I had, you know, that's for God to figure out. Not for me. It turns out I'm just a puzzle piece in God's puzzle, right? I guess it doesn't really matter to me, but I have no control over everything else. So I don't need to worry about it anymore, which is, a, which turned out to be a relief. I but didn't it's know hard it. to get there. Well, I didn't know it was a relief. I didn't know. That's <laughs> like, it didn't feel relieving when I had to let go of all this stuff. Um, but it is, no, sorry. No, go ahead. 
you know, but it, it, it is, it turns out that as a human being, it really is a relief for me to not have to do God's work all the time. Like that I don't have to control and manage everyone and everything that goes on around me is a relief that I can let Elizabeth do what Elizabeth needs to do. And I can just do what I need to do. And that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But you were talking earlier as well about the puzzle pieces and we have this beautiful puzzle. And, you know, sometimes while we're making this puzzle that we want to be our life and we put in a person that doesn't fit into the puzzle anymore, like what happened with that? I love well, that analogy. You well, here's the, about. here's the thing. It turns out none of them fit. None of them fit because they're people and they just don't. And I can't make you, I can't mold you into something, you know, but I was saying is, you know, I had this idea of what life should look like. And to me, I felt like it was like a puzzle. And if I put it all together, I'm going to have this beautiful picture. Right. Right. And uh, so I collect all these people that are like my puzzle pieces, children, spouses, friends, all kinds of people, you know, and then I try to get them to fit into my puzzle. And I was saying, you know, like you do, sometimes you're doing a jigsaw puzzle and there's a piece like it almost fits, it almost fits. And you're like, ah, I can just, I can think I can make it, but it's never gonna fit, you know, it's never gonna fit. And uh, when I do that, I was telling you, that's when I'm the sower of confusion. You know, everybody's confused, everybody's resentful, everybody's unhappy. Um, and it's just not a good way to live. It's because it's me trying to run everybody else to get to the goal that I want to get to. And uh, I have no, um, you know, I just can't, I can't do that. Because once again, back up to five minutes ago, the only thing I can change is me, right? I can't change all these other people. And, uh, and by the way, when I'm doing all that, I'm never living in the moment, you know? I'm always looking ahead. Like, what do I need to do to get this person here? And what do I need to do to get me there? And, you know, I'm always looking ahead. So I'm never in the moment. So, so I'm never it, like living life. So is it selfish to go and try and get your life? Like, if, is it selfish of you to say, you know, I've got to take care of me and these puzzle pieces that I've been trying to work with are not working anymore. And especially when getting sober, because the puzzle pieces that I've been hanging out with, what is called the puzzle pieces will be humans. Mm -hmm. They all drink and I don't fit in that puzzle anymore because I'm all warped and I'm all like this. And I don't definitely don't, my, my piece doesn't fit in this pretty picture over here that I've tried to build. Right. And my piece is now, it's warped and I want to change and I need to do, I need to hang out with different puzzle pieces. And when I do that, is it selfish and self-centered to go and take care of yourself well, rather than being like trying to take, make yourself from being a pickle back to a cucumber, even though you can't do it. I think the first thing is you got to get let, let go of the whole puzzle idea because it's not your puzzle. <laughs> it's just not. So let it go. Okay. You know, is it selfish to, to say the only thing I can change is me? I don't think so. You know, I think it's probably like the kindest, nicest, most loving thing that you can do to everybody around you is to say, you know what, I'm going to focus on myself. And uh, 
because it turns out, at least for JF anyway, like if I want to know where the problem in my life is, I need to look in the mirror because it's there every single time. That's the only problem. You know, I like to say you're the problem. He's the problem. That's the problem, but it's not, you know, it's me and it's generally my level of acceptance with whatever's going on. Um, because, you know, like I said, I want what I want when I want it. I want things to go my way, whatever, all these things. I, I cause my own problems. Um, and if I can understand that and say, okay, the only thing I can change is me. So I'm going to work on changing me. I mean, that's a wonderful thing for you to be in a relationship with somebody that says, I'm going to change me instead of trying to change you all the time. You know, it's much easier for you to be with somebody that doesn't say, you know, if you would only do this, then I'd be happy. Say, well, I'm not going to do that. So, you know, I guess you're never going to be happy because I'm not going to do that. So sorry, JF, you'll never be happy. You know, well, that's a dumb way for JF to live. To say my whole happiness is based on the fact that this person is going to do something that they don't want to do. That's just, it's crazy. That's crazy. You know, and why can't I just be happy? Do what you want. You know, it's all good. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean you don't love me. Right. Yeah. It's fine. I think that's a big thing is getting to that because we think that, oh, it's so selfish that we want to change and we don't want to do what we were doing before, but we all are changing all the time. I think as human beings, we grow. We're not. Or we, or we don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. No, that's okay. I'm constantly wanting to grow because mm -hmm. I find life to be boring. if <laughs> I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I just am like that. I just like, I feel like there's so much to see, so much to do, so many things to learn. And um, shame on, I mean, I'm just like, for me, I want to be able to keep growing. And if mm -hmm. I keep working at things, I'll grow. When I and, find like, for me, if I live in the moment, I mean, if I concentrate on that, then I just never know where I'll end up because the moments all take me someplace. Yeah, it's interesting. Isn't it interesting that we use our heads and we're like, I don't want to do this. When somebody asks us to do something, we're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I don't think that sounds like fun. I'll tell you the other day, and I love because I have to share my experience, strength, and hope with you guys. And so I have some friends come visit, as I mentioned earlier, and these friends came and they really wanted to go to Home Goods. They're like, let's go to Home Goods. And I'm like, all right, we're here on this island and you've never been here before and you want to go to home goods just a home goods in every town in america or what do you think about going out on my boat i don't have a fancy boat i have a 1964 boat let me just put that out there it's a it's a lovely boat but it's old very old and not very fancy and kind of smells like engine oil and gas but it works that's the reality it works and i said well what if we go out on my boat and we go over to this island that's in the ocean and we go look at there's wild horses on this ocean on this island and let's go look at them my friend's like i don't know do i really want to do that i kind of wanted to go to home goods oh. and i'm like let's just go and try it anyway and so we get on my boat and before we even left the dock my friend looked at me and she goes I don't know why I don't just say yes to these new opportunities instead of why do I say no instead of saying yes and I think that we say no because we're fearful 
of a new experience instead of saying, yes, I'll do this. I mean, you, for one, my husband, JF, does not always like to go out on the boat as well. He's like, I don't know. I want to stay on the land. I don't want to do that. It's not. But when you get out there, what happens? Yeah, you never know. It's fun. You know, it's it's true. You have to be uh, my, my as a as a my natural stances. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and because uh, I want to do what I want to do, you know. So I have to. I say no, and I say okay. All right. You need to think, think it through. What do you have to do? Is it going to get in the way of something that you're supposed to be doing? And, you know, it's not say, all right, I'll try it then. So the other day, did you try something you didn't really want to do? Yes. Did you go out on the boat again and you didn't really want to? That's true. I really had something else that I, that I wanted to do that I thought I would, should be doing, but I was like, ah, screw it. <laughs> see life is an adventure a good time. it's fun life is fun and there's so much to do that doesn't include drinking and at the end of the day you're like that was exciting that was fun and i think that if you did it drinking it wouldn't be as quarter as much fun what it, i can't imagine it's just i know that it wasn't as much fun no and, i i uh it just uh, i can only speak for me but you know drinking for me it just you know it's described perfectly in the you know in the book Alcoholics Anonymous it just got me to the place where I would like I would talk about doing things but I'd never do anything I would just drink you know and that happens to a lot of people you know you sit at the bar stool and say I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and you just never get around to it you just don't do anything no so being open willing and you know, the bottom line from what we started talking about is acceptance. We talked about acceptance. Being uncomfortable is okay. Being uncomfortable is okay. It doesn't mean it's bad or good. It just is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. And this too shall pass is important to know. Yeah, and I think that- I don't need to fix everything, including myself. And I think that if you're out there and you and alcohol don't get along, I think taking that first step, and if you don't drink one day, the next day, you can say, I'm not going to drink today either. Maybe I'll drink tomorrow. And you do it like that. These days add up. It's really kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's true. And that's all you need to do is just not drink today. You don't need to worry about the rest of it. No. I mean, it's just not you don't need to, like you, you always say, like, you don't need to worry about your daughter's wedding. It's going to happen in 20 years. You don't need to worry about that. You know, yeah. just worry about today. Just today just today and taking care of you. You're not, I love what Jay have said. You're not going to change somebody else. All you're going to do is change you. And if you do that, you may feel better. Well, that's how, that's the only way I'm going to be happy. Like I have to decide if I'm not happy in a situation the the simple change is, I mean, it's really simple. I just have to say, okay, JF, you need to change. You need to be happy. It's so simple, you know? I don't need to change all these things or all this stuff. I just need to change my attitude and say, okay, I'm happy. And I've done that many times, many times. And you probably noticed it more lately where I'm just like, 
okay, I'm just going to be happy. I just decided <laughs> I'll be happy. It's so much easier. And then I'm just happy. Why not? It's, but it took me a long time to get to that point. You know, it, I may have wanted to do that 15 years ago or 18 years ago or 10 years ago. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, but now I can, you know, now I understand this guy. I used to go to these meetings in Philadelphia and, uh, this guy who had been sober for a long, long time, he would start every time he'd share, he'd start out a share. He's saying, I, you know, I've learned that when the wind changes direction, I can change the set of my sails. And what he was really saying was, you know, that, that simple thing is like, I'm not happy. I can just decide, you know what? I'm going to be, ha I'm happy. Now I'm happy. I decided I'm happy. It's that simple. I've re I reset my sales. And there's not a big long process that has to go through. I don't need to see a therapist um, or a priest or, you know, do any of this other stuff. It's just a split second decision. I'm going to be happy. And I've seen people with, who have gotten terrible diagnosis, had awful accidents, had extreme loss in their life, be happy. So why can't I? That's all we want Love anyway, that right? song anyway. That's all we want anyway, right? Well, thank you so much for coming on. Sure. Got to run. He's got to run. And he's going to be back next month. Because he's coming once a month. Okay. Until Bye, honey. Love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs> so if you're out there and you're battling this and you're like, what am I going to do? Reach out. Number one, reach out. You can always reach out to me. And you can, if you want to talk to JF, you can send a message and be like, give it to JF. And I'll give it to him. But um, you can reach me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com, B-U-S-Y, B-U-S-Y. Remember that, B-U-S-Y. So it's busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. And um, you're not alone. Just know that you're not alone. You can do this one day at a time, just one day at a time. And it's really crazy because you do one day, you're like, well, maybe I'll drink tomorrow, right? Maybe you'll drink tomorrow. And tomorrow you can say, maybe I'm drink tomorrow after that but you can do this for you. And what other people think about you is none of your business. Just make sure you take care of you. All right. Until next time, keep getting busy living. Bye-bye everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Subscribe by the way, if you like what you hear. All right. And send me a message. Bye.